0: This is Janine, host of the Olive Magazine podcast. You are listening to episode 4 of 4 Special Christmas Editions. In this episode, I'm catching up with Adam to talk about how to nail the Christmas Day feast and the four elements you must get right for that perfect plate. Okay, hi Adam. Hello. I brought you here today to talk about how to create the perfect Christmas feast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to ask you... What you think are the elements that you've got to get right for the perfect plate?
1: Well, turkey is obviously probably the the main event for a lot of people. Yep. Um, and there's various ways to get this exactly right. But I think when buying your turkey, mm-hmm. it's really important to know who you're cooking it for. Okay. So if you have a lot of people who like um, white meat as opposed to the dark meat, um, it's better to go for um, like the broad-breasted white turkey. Okay. As opposed to like a, a Norfolk bronze or like or any of those t- um, types, which are, have a lot of more gamey uh, leg meat, which can be a bit more stronger flavoured and um, a bit more adult maybe. Yeah, because um, some
0: families just don't, I mean, even in curry. The next, I, know, I know some birds, we had a bird one year, which was, it was so dark. Like mm-hmm. the meat was almost like dark, mm-hmm. kind of greyish. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it tasted lovely, but for me, like, too much gamey.
1: Yeah, yeah. For for a lot of people it might be too much. So it's really important to know mm. who you're looking for and then you can know exactly what like the perfect bird yeah. for you is. Um
0: what's your what's your perfect?
1: Um I like I like dark meat. Do you? So yeah. I like the legs and the okay. thighs and uh <laughs> and this obviously sounds weird. Um and, but I do like a little bit of rest as well. Yeah. So you know I like a bit I like a mix and match but more more on the darker side of the meat, yeah. I think. What about you?
0: Um I honestly I'm not really that much of a fan of like super gamey. Yeah. Like I like dark meat on a chicken, like mm-hmm, a chicken mm-hmm. leg is my is my go-to.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Used to always ask for that when I was little. But um but on turkey, I think it does just get a little bit too I because it runs around so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then our family, I think, are pretty much into and for me, it's just a carrier for the other stuff, really. So yeah. just that nice juicy white. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say was if your if your family's smaller or they're like mine and they just like white meat then um a turkey ground is a brilliant mm. buy because it's it's cheaper because it's it's lighter yeah um <clears throat> and it comes sort of two breasts which are still on the bone but they've removed the wings and the backbone so it's just kind of two breasts sitting on that breast mm-hmm. bone and um, which you can use as a trivet for roasting and um and it cooks much quicker it'll cook in under two hours mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, and and the, the, the breast bone will kind of protect the meat and keep it juicier um I've done a, a recipe in the Christmas issue where you um shove butter under the breast, nice. keeping it nice, like a sage and onion butter to kind of echo that, you know, the classic sort stuffing of it, yeah. sort of thing. Um and then roasting that and resting it, <coughs> excuse me, you'll get a really good result with that. Mm-hmm. Or even smaller families, um, you can go to the butcher or supermarket. And get uh, just a turkey breast joint, which yeah. is literally like because you know turkeys get pretty big, right?
1: Huge, you can get huge ones, yeah.
0: And if there's just a couple of you and you just want white turkey meat, then just mm-hmm. just a breast just joint, a single breast. Cover, yeah, maybe yeah. cover it in some bacon just to keep yeah. it nice and moist. But also, um, I think one thing me and you agree on uh, for perfect turkey cooking is that instant-read thermometer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it's revolutionised <laughs> the way that I cook, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's important to weigh it and calculate the correct yeah, time
0: around about what around about, but you,
1: but. You, each oven will vary, and um, the bird itself will just sometimes cook differently, cook yeah, quicker,
0: depending on what breed it is. Yeah,
1: um, and so giving, having that read like thermopan mm. tells you exactly what's going on inside, yeah. so you can just you know prod it in the, th- the thickest part, yeah. and it will tell you exactly whether it's cooked and needs to come out or. or and if, not.
0: if people don't know what it looks like, it's like it looks like a kind of plastic bar, and then there's a, a kind of um, metal prod yeah. that you pull out, and you get it instantly like a little Little digital digital display and then you put it into the turkey and it will give you the reading of well into the thickest part of the the bird or whatever meat you're cooking um and it will give you an instant read and whatever sort of meat that you're doing it'll um you can sort of cook it to temperature rather than to time so that's going to save people a lot of Undercooked, overcooked turkey. I mean,
1: in in every restaurant in the UK that will have one of those because yeah. you know as, as much as they like to pretend that they could just nail it off the bat, everyone's just <laughs> everyone's just using one well, of those.
0: Ovens different as well as yeah, it? yeah. Completely. And also, I mean, how do you? Because if you, I think ideally, if you were, I've seen recipes for this. If you wanted to cook a per- turkey perfectly, you would take the legs off and you would roast them before or, or confit them
1: or like. But it's, I mean,
0: but people love the drama of like a whole bird, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: it does take some of the drama, but I think. Um, for me, the best way to cook it is to make like a foil tent around it, so you're technically steaming it for the first sort of half of cooking, yeah. Um, and it just basically ensures that it basically just keeps all the moisture in, and then you take it off for the second part of cooking, Mm. and that's when you get your browning, and that's when you get all that caramelization, all the sticky bits, the the crusty bits. But you've maintained that the moisture hasn't just all evaporated from that surface area of the skin because sometimes you find that. Because obviously the, the the joints are so big, of like a breast can be enormous. Like down by the bone is nice and juicy, but actually on the outside where the skin is, it's, it's just drier. very like yeah, it's just be bone dry.
0: Yeah, so I think butter under the breast again is always thing. or bacon traditionally yeah. putting yeah. streaky bacon over the top is so yeah. really good. Butter under the breast definitely. Yeah. Um, my other big bugbear is um, is resting because I think people just panic and think I've got to carve it while it's hot, and you end up a burning yourself and b all the juices will just spurt out of your turkey yeah. because it's not rested properly. Yeah. And, I'm, and when I'm talking about resting, I'm talking about minimum of an hour, yeah.
1: basically. Yeah, for, and, for something that big. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I'm happy to get, I I always make my time plan to get the turkey out maybe two hours before dinner. Yeah. You know, so the turkey's finished, it's out, it's resting, mm-hmm. it's on a platter out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the oven's free because everything yeah. else. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if you get that turkey at last minute, you are just going to be running around. Yeah,
1: you've got everything in the yeah. oven at the same time, or taking away the heat or steaming, like yeah. not getting, getting all that colour. Yeah, and
0: don't be scared to, um, don't worry about how hot your turkey breast is going to be or your turkey meat's going to be. Basically, rest it. Do the carving in a calm and appropriate manner. Yeah. Get <laughs> Not it onto frantically, the platter. Get it onto the platter. Cover it, and then just get your gravy absolutely piping hot. And yeah. no one is going to complain about that.
1: As soon as that piping, that steaming hot gravy goes on, it's going yeah. to reheat pretty, pretty. Let's talk pretty, about you know.
0: gravy anyway. What's your gravy? Your go-to gravy?
1: Because um, that
0: is another. That's number two, isn't it, of our four?
1: Yeah. yeah. So we basically, we've got all four, the four big hitters of yeah. our Christmas dinner, and gravy's number two. Um, I think it's always good to start with a good stock. Yeah. But you don't necessarily have to as long as you are utilizing that turkey roasting tin. Yeah. So
0: would you make your own stock?
1: Um the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as if as much as I say that I would like to, if, you know, Christmas takes over, it's a busy period yeah. and I can't be bothered. If you,
0: if you just happen to have some in the freezer.
1: Yeah. Oh, I may have or, yeah, if there's some or your
0: friendly butcher had some in the freezer. A 100%.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, if I had some really nice stock pots, you know, or stock yeah. cubes whatever, it, it it's more I think the, the the flavor that you make in that roasting tin it's is like building is, blocks. Exactly, it? yeah. is it's like you can't waste that. Yeah. So, um, I once my turkeys come out of that roasting tin. Yeah, um, I would lift it out, put onto like something to rest. Yeah, um, and then I'd pour off any fat and juices into a little jug and let mm-hmm. them separate, and then um, either pour off or skim off that fat, mm-hmm. and then pour those juices into my gravy a bit later. Okay, um, but then I'd put that roasting mm-hmm. tin on the hob, um, and put in a couple of tablespoons of flour. Yeah, cook that out, and then just gradually add my stock. Until um, it was, um, yeah, to nice and tight. thickened and simmered, and like scraping all those really charred, yeah, no, like yeah. crusty bits. Um, it's all like it's basically free, free flavour. If you yeah. were to just wash that up, it's yeah, you're throwing all that away.
0: And then do you add a bit of um breadcurrant jelly or anything at the end? Just yeah, to yeah finish a bit it off? of bread
1: jelly just for a bit of sweetness, a bit of roundness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just also I think people forget to just season it as well. They think that because it's yeah. just juices and stock, it's already a bit salty. But it, just adding a, like, just tasting, a bit like tasting and a pinch yeah. of salt will just really lift it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, my my go to if I'm going to if if I'm cooking the dinner, um, I wrote a couple of years ago this make ahead gravy because I, I thought like you're exactly as you said, you're rushing around at the last minute trying to get all this flavor into it. Mm. And you can kind of like, especially if you've got a lot of people come in. Um, so I made a gravy that would serve 10 people. And it's basically just using chicken wings, which, you know, if you go to the butcher's Often people buy joints of chicken, so the wings get left. So the wings are not an expensive no. meat. Yeah. But actually what you want from your from your roasting mm-hmm. is you want the kind of the gelatin that's breaking down. Yeah. You want the sort of um caramelization on yeah. the skin. Area, and you yeah. want the bone and chicken wings have all of those in abundance. So you start off with um putting chicken wings, veg, and garlic into a big roasting tin, a little bit of oil just to kind of give everything a, a chance, to, otherwise it gets a little bit dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then roast that and get it really, really dark and caramelized. And then you add in chicken stock wine, bay leaves, thyme, cover it with foil and keep cooking it. Um, and then I, um, I mean, the way that I did it was I started with, as you said before, making a roux in a pan, Mm -hmm. butter and flour, and then adding, straining the juice, straining my, um, chicken wind mix into a jug and putting that into the roux. But actually the other way you can do it, um, is I think it's called a birmani, where you, you mash together mm. butter and flour, equal quantities. Yeah. And then you can whisk that into any sauce, just mm-hmm. like a little bit at a time until your sauce starts to thicken yeah, as well. Yeah. Just make a little but, paste. Yeah, but I think it's like giving yourself enough time to do it. If you make this ahead, if you're, you know, fat phobic <laughs> and there's too much fat comes to the surface, put it in the fridge for a day. You can take some of that you can fat off. Let's just
1: cut it. Like, yeah, but I it would off. leave
0: a little bit of fat in there because yeah. I think it's got that lovely flavour. yeah. And then again, just finishing it off with a bit of red currant jelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can freeze that. Make it a month ahead, freeze yeah. it, and you've Boom. got a bucket of gravy. In the, you know, bucket of gravy. Because in my family, if there's not enough gravy, there will be a riot. Uh, yeah, the
1: the, the, the meal <laughs> is ruined. This yes, completely. I
0: mean, who, who would even... My sister asks, if we go out for a Sunday lunch, she actually asks for extra gravy as... As she's ordering. No, as the, the plate has been put in front of her. She doesn't even look at the gravy <laughs> before turning to the waitress and saying, please, can I have a jug of extra gravy,
1: please? Yeah, yeah. I, I know people, well, I think my sister would order it on ordering. So like, oh, can I have sure? beef roast with extra gravy? Yeah, Because okay. that's that's the level. It needs to be almost like a, a soup. Yeah, you know?
0: my sister needs to get onto that game, with. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then um, what's element three then? In our, on our uh, list?
1: Should we talk about stuffing?
0: Let's talk about stuffing. So, earlier on in this series of Christmas podcast, we all admitted to loving a bit pack. So,
1: <laughs> we all love a bit pack. So, sage and onion can't go wrong.
0: But I think it's the like, it's because it's got a, something that you're going to talk about. It's got a load of umami in mm. it already because mm-hmm. it is just like dried onion yeah, and dried yeah. herbs and stuff that you're reconstituting, which sounds a bit horrible, but actually, mm-hmm. it's lovely. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, it, and it really is. Um, yeah, but for our Christmas issue, yeah, um, I decided to write a sort of stuffing recipe that sort of just just turned all the dials up a bit right um so i want to just absolutely pack it with flavor yeah and i did that um by adding dried puccini mushrooms
0: nice um
1: which for people that don't like mushrooms it won't give you any mushroom flavor or, or even like, texture yeah or texture just, it's just this almost deep yeah deep
0: savory savory flavor yeah
1: um that will just like just it's almost like like we we're talking about building blocks before it's like not yeah. something you you'll not be like oh that's mushroom stuffing, stuffing yeah. it's just it will just be like that's unbelievably delicious yeah. but you won't really know where that's coming from um and the other way to do that is through miso um oh, okay which is a
0: very trendy ingredient it
1: is very trendy um but yeah it's just absolutely packed full of um, umami and sweetness and yeah.
0: so mis- miso's fermented soybeans which doesn't sound very sexy no um, actually taste again it's one of those things it's a background flavour isn't it yeah, completely. chefs have really cottoned on to like how much savouriness you can get from it's, it's not even a particular flavour you can link it to something it's mm. just it'll savoury up savoury things yeah
1: yeah it, it's 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 almost like a wonder ingredient it, ingredient. It's, it just yeah it just it, makes things more delicious. Yeah. It's, it's hard to describe it's what you're saying it's, it's it magic, is a magic think, thing. Yeah. Um and then obviously like your usual suspects your, yeah, yeah, your, nice. your sage your, yeah. your sausage meat um breadcrumbs and then um we put it in a tin and put loads of mm. like um layered bacon to on the outside just for even more Do you put
0: chestnuts in there as
1: well? I don't put chestnuts.
0: I was going to say because if you wanted to do um a veggie stuffing then Obviously you can leave out the you you can you can leave in the miso and the mushrooms mm-hmm. and maybe add some more mushrooms and and leave out the sausage meat and, and the bacon layer. Yes. But yeah. well,
1: <laughs> and well. that would
0: that would because I mean I did a veggie stuffing but mm-hmm. actually one of our um our main vegetarians in sorry, one of our vegetarian mains in the Christmas issue, which mm-hmm. is a savory bacalava, which mm. is layers of spiced roasted vegetables. Yeah, and yeah. then there's a stuffing mix with Breadcrumbs and chestnuts and loads of onions, onions and, and, and leeks.
1: Yeah, and, and It's delicious as a yeah, yeah. stuffing on its own. Mm. So,
0: and actually, that's a great recipe as an alternative to your, um, to your Christmas mm. turk if you want to do something different. Yeah, definitely. So the stuffing sounds great. Mm-hmm. What is number four? Um, Which I've already admitted to not, not being. Janine not bothered doesn't like about. roast potatoes everyone. I don't. I like them. No, no. I know I, I just, no you've admitted I'm, it now. No, what I'm saying is I'm not bothered. About, I wouldn't. Janine doesn't like roast potatoes. I wouldn't riot if you didn't them on my plate.
1: In my family there would be a full scale riot, burning cars <laughs> in the street a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah, so we both think that we make really good roast potatoes.
0: Yeah. And I haven't told you what my secret you is. You haven't
1: told me what your secret ingredient yeah. is. But let's start from the beginning. <laughs> so I think we're we're pretty agreed on sort of a lot of the process. Yeah. We're, so flowery
0: potatoes. Floury
1: potatoes, your maris pipers, your yeah. King Edwards. Boil them from cold water. Yes in really salty water really salty because that helps draw some starch out yeah. which makes for a crispier end and
0: starting in cold water means you get a nice even heating of the potato so you yeah. don't get massively mushy sides and hard Unhardened. so basically yeah.
1: still you get that you're already starting with that fluffy interior and mm-hmm. shell on the outside Yeah. Um, cook them till yeah the side uh, you can just the, the edges are starting to break up yeah. a little bit Shake them in the colander Shake to get those col- rough.
0: I'm a shaker. You're yes. a shaker. Yeah.
1: And then I'm I'm under the pressure that you would add something.
0: Yes. You're not going to admit <laughs> to it still.
1: Um, Janine would add something. She's not going to tell us. Um, <laughs> and then fat.
0: Yeah.
1: Duck, goose, goat, veg oil, butter.
0: I think to be honest, you can f- fat wise if you want to go goose fat or beef dripping even now, which mm. you can get in jars. Mm-hmm. Um, go for it. But I don't think it makes a huge amount of difference. To it, it give, it'll give you a, a different flavor profile. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like crisping up, I think you can just use like oil.
1: Yeah, we just use. I, do, oil. I would
0: just use groundnut oil because I, I love groundnut oil. I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm just a little bit obsessed with it. Yeah. And it tastes of like nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just find it's like the perfect smoking point for things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My my secret ingredient is when you're um. It's not it's not that big oh. a deal. If you go online, you can find it because it's in every roast recipe I've ever written. But, uh, shake them up. A um, couple of tablespoons of flour, yeah. shake them up again. A mm-hmm. couple of tablespoons of dried mustard powder.
1: Dried mustard powder. Coleman's dried yeah, mustard yeah, yeah.
0: powder. And you might think a couple of tablespoons. Oh my god, it's going to be gonna so blow mustardy. Your head off. Yeah, no, yeah. doesn't. It it turns them a beautiful golden color yeah. in the thing, and it just does some magic on the outside and makes them like super crisp. Mm-hmm. And my my final secret ingredient is give yourself enough time. Yeah, they're not going to be done in if give yourself an hour. Give yourself an hour and a half, I'd say, because if you're making loads of them after an hour, you need another 15 minutes. Yeah. You're going to need that time. Yeah. So just...
1: Expect them to take longer than you think.
0: Yeah. If your recipe says 40 minutes, nah, nah, it's not, no. It's way. not going to happen.
1: No. Also, <laughs> don't put too many in the pan and yeah. the tin. Because if you yes. know you're cooking a lot on Christmas Day, yeah. if you overcrowd that crowd tin, yeah. if they're going to not even get anywhere near yeah. to being crispy win exactly. the time that you want.
0: Yeah. So there you have it. Four things that walk four things that will help you nail your perfect christmas Mm -hmm. dinner and um, our little tips and tricks for doing it so yeah thank you very much for that adam pleasure that was a special christmas edition of the olive magazine podcast find the other three episodes in this series on your favorite podcast platform for more christmas recipes tips and tricks you can buy our bumper christmas issue on newsstand right up until christmas day so go and grab a copy And for love's more Christmas recipes, visit our website, olivemagazine.com. Merry Christmas, and we'll be back in the new year with our regular weekly podcast.